Hey there, I'm Tam. And I'm Eternally Mortal. And this is the Hidden Egg Podcast, where we talk about vulnerability. Hello, 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 and welcome back. So we're going to go straight into the responses that we got since last time. Um, We got one from Ben Ulancey, which I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. Um, And he says that it's really nice to put a voice to the name. And I think that that's been an overwhelming perspective. It is interesting to be able to kind of read through somebody's work knowing what they sound like. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's probably just like faces, like you envision a voice or a face and then all of a sudden you are, you learn that you are very wrong, typically. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He also wanted to know if the page was mutually owned and it's not. Uh, Eternally Mortal actually has his own page, he just doesn't really advertise it i am not uh currently in a promotion sort of phase um my writing is to prove to myself that it's worthwhile i think i might have said something about this before but it's okay i'm happy to repeat myself and i probably will do so fairly often depending on how many of these we make but um no i'm just kind of writing for the creation of it not necessarily to promote at this time but eternally mortal is my name if you want to come look for me ben and thank you we appreciate the compliment. And and Ben also mentioned that, that he's uh, considering doing a podcast as well, which that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we'll mm-hmm. have, like, podcast buddies. Jenny, Jenny Lane also does a podcast, so already getting some podcast buddies. Cool, cool. Fun, fun times. Uh, we got this one from Molten Leaves. Beautiful username. I love it. And, uh, and, and they said that we're an amazing influence on the beginners of Medium. Which I don't know if that's we or if they're I think that's directed at me. I'm not. Tam. I mean, I don't know. I don't do the follower to follower thing anymore, so that I doesn't... don't know if I'm really affecting beginners the same way that I was. Well, I mean, it seems like maybe you're inspiring people, so kind of just deal with it, maybe. You shut your face. <laughs> anyway, uh, Molten Leaves <laughs> also said that we'll we'll grow together and support each other, and I love that. It's beautiful. So so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you good, one of our, Welcome our back, you good. podcast favorites. Um, you're all our favorites, but you good is special because she kind of gave us the name and the idea kind, for this. <laughs> friend of the show, we would say. Friend you, of the friend show. Friend of the show, you good. That's a good one. Um, the she asked if if the uh, if the listening on my my page actually gives me that read time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it doesn't. I looked. It doesn't. I, I think after a while, it like takes the time that you're not actively scrolling on the page and counts that as a away time. Interesting. You think you think Medium has an AFK part of their algorithm? <clears throat> yeah. Well, when I when I researched it months back, they actually said that they had some way of telling when people had, you know, just opened the tab but weren't. weren't actively working on that tab or like left their computer or whatever so i don't know how they do it but i I, it's it's apparently true because i did not get an hour's worth of read time on that article from anybody well hey medium just to let you know sometimes i reread things like multiple multiple times and i don't scroll when i'm doing that so you know just saying um, and then they also came around and said that they're going to save the compliments for after we record this episode. 
Right. So as a response to the compliments episode, you good will probably give us compliments. How dare, how dare. But um Yeah, uh that's okay. That's um we'll have a little like, you know, connector from previous episode to current episode in the future and that's kinda nice actually. I and, think about it. And she decided to beat us up for not liking mint and ketchup. Valid. Um I'm one of the very, very few that just really dislikes ketchup. And then we had that I've met at least. <laughs> and then we had Miss Peach. Hi, Miss Peach. Who made me very uncomfortable, and it really f- it filters into our, our topic um, that we'll get to in a little bit. Actually, we'll go ahead and let you know what that topic is. We're going to be talking about receiving compliments today, yeah. correct? Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The vulnerability of what it means to receive compliments. And Miss Peach gave me a compliment and said that I'm an amazing Topical. writer and that they are inspired by me, and I don't know what to do or say about that because I feel like that is wrong somehow (laughs) and they told me to get over it basically so yeah fun times (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's deserved (laughs) but I understand being uncomfortable um I got I I got a big thing from Lorna and it was an email so I'm not going to read it out or anything but there were a few points that she mentioned that I really wanted to bring up on on the podcast first off she went read through carrie's cost of the vulnerability and had you know a huge like wonderful thing to say about it that was in um last week's episode where i put it on medium the the article i also put a link to that article um but it, it seemed like between that and our podcast episodes lorna was kind of inspired to go through a, a kind of dark night of the soul a, a little bit a, a self-reflection yeah it seems and um a self-reflection can always be one of those experiences that's potentially cathartic and potentially very painful and um if you have the stamina and will to do a journey like that i think it can be really formative and helpful to learn about yourself but it can also be painful to go through so i hope it wasn't too much pain lorna and i hope you learned some stuff that uh, helped you on the other side it does sort of highlight how these episodes while we try to keep it sort of light do we i mean we i don't know it seems like people have you know joy listening to it so it can't be too super deep and like stressful but they mm-hmm. do they're the stuff that we talk about does have the potential to trigger very deep and sometimes very painful responses within others and and if that is the case we're not trying to make that happen but we do feel like there's there's sort of a healing process that that can start out that way right actually tam the way that you always described to me in the past was you know like you have to kind of like clean out a wound for it to really heal yes and that hurts yeah. And so, you know, especially from like emotional trauma, especially from like our childhood, like that shit hurts when you <laughs> clean out that wound because it's old. Um, Boy, but yeah, I know it. a podcast about vulnerability certainly has the potential to, to touch really deep in, in sensitive parts within people. And I do want actually to be able to touch those parts. I want people to be able to see themselves to their truest self. But any pain caused from it i certainly will feel bad about i think i've said this before but if you feel like i personally harmed you please let me know and i will apologize very genuinely and profusely 
Because I don't want to hurt you, I swear. So then we had um, another thing from you, Good, this time in an email. Uh, and again, because it was in an email, I'm not going to go through all of it. But apparently, and I haven't checked because I am terrible at keeping up with people's writings, but there was an article that she wrote about a personal issue that's going on in her life right now that she then felt inspired to record herself reading. Mm -hmm. And during the reading, found herself crying. And she just was like, I can't, I can't do anything with this because I'm crying. Like, this isn't what people want to hear. But then they were like, you know what? The hell with it. I'm going to do it anyway. And attributed us to that. I, uh, honestly, you good. That's uh, um, I, I just wanting to read your articles aloud for like contextual purposes to, to hear what the author, uh, the author's tone is. I think that's I think that's amazing and beautiful. And the fact that you read it with an emotional filter still on is is beautiful. And it, and I, I think it's awesome that you released it. I hope it went well, and I hope that it didn't like like negatively impact you in such a way that you're going to decide that it was a terrible idea but you know if it if it is I, I totally understand but i i am impressed and inspired so thank you and i i think i said this to them in, in my return email but i feel like in those situations when when you're crying the person that's listening like they hear the the emotion they hear the rawness and the people that you're doing it for are going to be crying with you Maybe some people don't cry easily, but well, yeah, they'll, they'll feel it. Maybe they'll cry on the inside. They'll feel it at least. Yeah. And, and then we came to Sierra and Lane, which there were a lot of comments. So many comments. I love Sierra's comments. Hi, Sierra. Thank you very much again for your well thought out comments. We appreciate them. Um, this one. What was it? <laughs> There's well, so many comments. Well, this one, I, uh, what I like about this first comment, is this a two-parter? Maybe it's not. No, this one isn't. It's a single part. Okay. Um, I, I just like the story about the cute cashier. Like, that just makes <laughs> me happy. I'm sorry you don't get to see them anymore, though. But, like, you know, having little crushes on people at, like, stores and stuff, that's, that's my bread and butter. I love that stuff. Um, and uh, I, I, I think that you might be right, Sierra, that, uh, like, the majority of people I know are more uh, more patient with audio than written, but um, I think it's interesting that uh, you have a lot more patience when it comes to writing than with audio, because like that was kind of how I was in my younger years. Um, now I've become a lot more audio-based, uh, but that's more of a time thing than anything else. Yeah, I have to, I have to use my eyes in other directions while I'm <laughs> consuming content now, but um, but I think it's awesome. Also, um, I am trying to get the transcripts finished for these. I am so sorry. It takes me... I have to listen to the podcast. And while the uh, RSS.com does a great job at, like, generating the transcript, I go through and kind of clean it up and, and add in the things that it misses because it's not perfect. And that takes literally the entire time that our podcasts do. And I just haven't found the time to do that yet. Uh, hey, Tam, I just want to let you know you're forgiven. Thanks. It's, it's okay. Thanks. Um, the extra effort you're putting in is, is only good and not putting it in is not negative. Yeah, I have, a, I have a hard time parsing that. I know. I understand. <laughs> I just figured I'd say it out loud. 
Um, we had a comment from It's Always Right Now, again, telling us that uh, they don't know the awkwardness that we're talking about so having. Like, currently, right now, there is an awkwardness that we feel, and if you don't feel it, that's awesome. But, like, I'm just letting you know that it totally exists. Um, well, he says he sees it as relatable humans and heartwarming authenticity. I love that. That's so cute. That is, Thank you. That is a great way of looking at it. I see it as awkwardness, though. <laughs> Actually, you know, sometimes heartwarming authenticity is almost always awkward, maybe? Mm. Or maybe awkwardness is almost always heartwarming authenticity? Nah, there's probably yeah, examples but I think that, that don't exist. Yeah. Uh, Akeen Moses says thank you again for the mention and says that we're doing great work. Thank you, Akeen. We appreciate that. Uh, Jan Sebastian, which, awesome, got some medium giant action going on here, says she loves this. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know Perfect. what else to say about it. But <laughs> Thank you so much, Jan. That's so sweet. We appreciate that. And Jan then, highlighted your tagline, which is a fantastic yeah. tagline. Thank you. I'm, I'm wondering if I should like start shortening it just to follow yourselves always, but then like it loses a little bit if I do that. I, 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 okay, just from my own, since I've never heard you thinking about this before, just from my perspective, I think that you should keep it the regular length. But at certain moments when it seems expeditious to do so go ahead and shorten it because hmm. the people that know you will know what it means right right right, right and right. will understand the, the thing but keep it long keep it normal length for um, for the most part from my perspective and then there's more Sierra and lane hi hi <laughs> love it um this one i believe this one was on episode five seems like it and then and then there was another one he gave on episode two so with this one uh, on episode five. Yeah, Sierra was talking about how we were talking about allowing people into our brains to see what it looks like. And Sierra was a little like, nah, right. I'm not so sure <laughs> that I'm just going to like let someone in there. And even if I did, then I don't know if I'd let them see everything. And that's so valid, Sierra. Like, that's, I think probably the, um, I think you're in a lot of good company. I think there's a lot of people that feel that same way. Um, and maybe this is too forward or weird to say but i have a feeling that if i did see into your brain siren i probably wouldn't judge you for it but i guess i can't know that for sure to be fair you don't judge many people for much of anything yeah. so you know it, it, it's it's pretty reasonable to expect that you just won't judge people no nobody knows me like you do <laughs> <laughs> These people have heard like seven hours of me talking. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's fair. It's so you, not even seven. <coughs> I'm rounding. Well, we're even on number six. I should have just calculated exactly how many seconds it was. No, we're on number six, and we don't do a full hour per podcast. So, so my math is a little off. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're probably an hour five now. Okay. Um. So there was another thing that they said in here. Oh, to being careful with who you're vulnerable to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because some people will use it. We kind of covered that a little. We'll probably cover that so many places. That's a very important point when yeah. talking about vulnerability. It is. is. That you kind of have to be a little um, choosy, I think, with who you're vulnerable with. I think it's important to try and continue to be more vulnerable as we go through life. But you definitely have to pay attention to who the people are around you that you're being vulnerable to. Because some of them are statistically going to be bad actors. That yeah. won't treat you it's not like it's on or off. It's not like 
you're vulnerable or you're not vulnerable. It's more like you have a, a, a desire or an intention of being more vulnerable to the people that actually deserve that vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And whether you know, like you don't always know if they're deserving or not. So you, at some points you have to kind of throw out a little bit of trust and try it out to see. But that doesn't mean that people that are constantly bad to you when you're vulnerable deserve your vulnerability. Like Exactly. And I love how Sierra brought it back, uh, or brought it to the other direction in um, at the end of this comment. We're talking about friends that are pretty unwilling to share certain aspects of themselves. These friends have kind of very unspoken but solid boundaries that you don't really get to look into certain points of their life. I've certainly known many, many people like that. And, you know, I, I, I try to just interact with those people in the ways that they're comfortable with, of course. But it, it does get sad to know that maybe just talking to me about what they're... What their problems are for a few minutes might might help them to see it in a different perspective or something and you know I don't get that opportunity I don't have that choice <laughs> that's that's the other person's choice so but I, I get what you're talking about I think and then the the last comment from Sierra and Lane which is also the last comment that I have on here um, was on the second one right and I don't actually remember <laughs> The context? I think that they're talking... No. Okay, so we... I talked... I said something in, in that episode about my Izanami-kun YouTube, where it just didn't get the traction, and then about... You said something about your page or on Medium, where it doesn't get the traction, and they were very different scenarios. I was trying to do promotion and didn't know how on Izanami-kun, and mm. you aren't trying to promote yours at all and no. that's why it doesn't get traction like so. genuinely i get kind of excited when i don't get traction on an article for like a few days that yeah, makes me pretty happy so right weird <laughs> i know um anyway uh but the the first part of this um is just a, it's some really good advice about how to promote honestly like mm. if you're looking for advice on how to promote check out sierra's comment on our second uh podcast because it's pretty good yeah it's some good info mm-hmm and then the uh, the last part of it was about the blame, and and he was just kind of talking about how we mentioned that you always blame yourself, and I have this natural proclivity to blame other people, which I'm working on, but it is still the like go-to standard when I'm not paying attention. And and as every every good wise person does when faced with a dichotomy like we presented, Siren took the wise choice and said maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. Is mm -hmm. That's how I interpreted your comment, at least. Um, and before we move on, I just kind of want to highlight, there was this this article by Blogs by Jay called Walking on Eggshells that I had uh, Mortal read through. And it's very, it's a very vulnerable article. Talking about vulnerability in, I don't think that, I don't think they ever actually say vulnerability. I don't believe they that that they did. Um, Jay wrote a lot of what my experience has been. Honestly, it was very impactful to me. I, I was I was impressed by it. Do you mind if I scroll? No, no, go ahead. Because um, like wanting to be authentic, but being stopped from being authentic because of how your words could potentially affect others, and then hyper analyzing the different reactions that could happen from your words 
is something that I do like minutely, um, kind of. Uh, I get a little bit of comfort from that uh, here at home with my found family, but not complete comfort from it. It's something that I struggle with every day. But, you know, people really like me for that a lot of times, and it's uncomfortable, honestly, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest about it. Because, you know, I'm pretty considerate. I, I, take into, I take into account what people are into, and people really like that. But at the same time, like, it's, it's not great for my own mental health. Right. Because I end up jumping through many, many, many hoops that no one gives a shit about. And I don't need to. I'm just wasting my energy running in circles. And there was more to Blogs by Jay's uh, article yeah, than yeah, just Yeah, yeah, I didn't that, really want to go but... through all of the different points because it's, it's a full-on article, you know. I just wanted to mention it, and I'll link to it in the descriptions wherever I can and uh, let you guys read it whenever you would like to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so now on to the main topic. We've gone so far over... <laughs> We don't. We didn't have a plan for how long that would take, did we? I mean, I usually try to do it in the first fifteen minutes so that we have like a half an hour to talk about the main thing. Mm, buckle up, might yep. be a long one, folks. Yeah, this might be a long one. Sorry, guys. Okay. Anyway, um, so the the main topic is dealing with co uh, compliments, and I say dealing with because it's like. <laughs> it's... Because, like, let's really be honest. I don't know if this is everyone's experience, but I've heard from a lot of people now that, like, receiving compliments really, like, just impacts that imposter syndrome in a way that makes you almost defensive immediately to compliments. Yeah. Like, you know, people are like, hey, you did that really awesome. And you're like, oh, well, I fucking cheated because I used <laughs> this, this tool that was obviously designed for the purpose. And it's like... And you were way better at it. Or something, yeah. you know, like, it, um, it's interesting, one of my favorite streamers was recently talking about humble culture, <laughs> and how maybe we don't have to be so humble all the time. Um, True. But, yes, receiving <clears throat> compliments can be very difficult if you don't believe the compliment yourself. So, when I do, because I do research, and I build a little outline, which, by the way, I'm thinking about putting these outlines on my Patreon, so, um, just putting that out there. Go but I'm going to kind of run through the things that I found on the general internet. Mm -hmm. Don't respond to them right away. I'm just going to go through them. They're on the paper. You can still see them. That's a good okay? disclaimer. Um, <laughs> so the general internet, when I looked up how to handle a compliment or actually receiving compliments, that was all I put, receiving compliments, I got uh, the advice of just say thank you or share what it means to you that they how you know whatever they complimented you with how that means to you like how that made you feel or whatever i'm not supposed to comment you're not supposed to comment yet because okay. it's, it's written down yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you acknowledge them without diminishing yourself uh remember you have no obligation to reciprocate 70 percent of people are uncomfortable receiving compliments 70 percent uh a lot of times it's because we have a negative view of ourselves that we don't want to receive the compliments. Remember, it's about the giver, not about you, which I don't really understand that one. And don't overthink it. Was that the list? That was the list. Wow, that was hard. That was harder <laughs> than I expected. I'm usually really good at just listening, but like I have so much to say about these. I mean, I have another little thing that I've, a little blurb, but we'll, we'll save that one for later. <clears throat> I have them separated. 
It's interesting because some of that is actually like uh, advice I would give to somebody that's struggling with how to receive compliments. Yeah, it's not what you would use yourself. Just saying, like, for instance, just saying thank you, I understand that. Like, if, if your brain generates a bunch of excuses or, or counter compliments, then just saying thank you is i think appropriate and it and is acceptable. so hard have you done that yes it, it is, is so very awkward hard. it is very very hard to do you feel dumb yeah and i know my face looks like i'm in pain and so they, they hear thank you and they're like what did i just like stab you or something but you know it, it, it's still i freeze i look like a deer in headlights <laughs> <laughs> i'm taking this okay. I, need to, I need to see this closer <laughs> okay okay um so there's a couple things that i want to say first of all uh, just because I'm a dad, I'm a dad, a dude. Um, according to the in, the research that you did, you found that seventy percent are uncomfortable. That's what Harvard Harvard Business. According to said, the research, that Harvard. Whatever, did. what I didn't, I didn't even look to see what sources they every, used. Every, so whatever their data was was seventy percent. I hope that that's. I don't know. I just have a hard time with studies. Anyway, um, that's fine. But. Uh, so there's a couple things. Share the meaning of it is interesting in certain situations. It's very applicable and will probably be well received. But if the meaning that you receive, that you get from a compliment is something negative about yourself, then that is not right. Going I was to thinking that too. Like what if, what if the meaning of it, like they compliment you and what happens in your head, what it means to you is that it reminds you of some horrible trauma that happened when you were a kid and now you're in a shame spiral. Right. Like, it's certainly it, are possible. you supposed to share that? Is that what they're saying? Right. Exactly. Um, and uh, the part where it said that it was that the compliment is about the giver and not you. That's like if you hear a compliment from someone and you do not agree with the compliment, this is a good piece of advice to give to that person because it's like, well, the compliment that was given is from the perspective of the giver. Like they think that you have a very nice shape to your nose or whatever the fuck and you know a weird example I, I like specific <laughs> weird examples i'm sorry and uh so you know that's just that's just kind of like understanding that the words that someone says always tell more about that person than yourself is really important i think that one people. i think that one it makes it makes sense to like think about it like a like a like you're both looking at a piece of art and they're complimenting the art and you don't find that to be complimentary like you know oh i i like the way that they drew the eyes well you don't like the way they drew the eyes but they do and so it's not like it's not necessarily that one of you is, has to be wrong it's just right it's, it's it's a perspective of the art right that does touch on a very important point that i like <clears throat> to make in the world where you don't yuck someone's yum you know someone enjoys something don't tell don't shit on them for it you know until they're allowed to, unless it's something of course, everything has exceptions. If someone likes some terrible, awful shit like that hurts people, people, then yeah, maybe yeah. don't. You go ahead and yuck there. Yeah, go ahead and yuck that because but, well, because it, it hurts other people. It's so hard to have like an absolute rule because there's exceptions to fucking yeah, everything. That's true. Um, uh, anyway. this last one, don't overthink. Are you simplifying what you found, or did it actually? It actually say, said, don't, don't overthink. overthink it. You can't tell me what to do on the <laughs> internet. Oh fuck! How dare you? It's a good idea to not overthink it, but like, 
hearing the words don't overthink does nothing. Yeah, it went to like the, the website started off with that and went into this whole thing about like how different ways that we overthink the things of like, oh, what does this mean about me? What does this mean about them? What do they want from me? What am I supposed to do now that they've complimented me? Like all of these different thoughts that like they're just like don't overthink it just 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 take it accept it move on i've got a i've got a point i'd like to make do you want me to make it at the end of all this or do you want to do it can i just make it now? you can make it now cool cool whatever um because i was looking at this acknowledge them quote unquote don't diminish self which basically means you acknowledge the person gave you a compliment <clears throat> i acknowledge that you think i have a good shape to my nose um, but then don't diminish yourself, which, you know, a lot of people are going to say, oh, no, 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 it's genes. I didn't have any choice in that. You know what I mean? It just came from my parents or whatever. That's just diminishing it. And when you diminish something that someone else just said, some people are going to react as if you're arguing with them. Yeah. So like what I like to look at for myself and try and express, I don't know how I like to look at it for my, what I like to advise other people, <laughs> I don't do this for myself at all. Every time someone gives me a compliment, I blush and run away screaming, but, um, I, uh, what I like to advise other people is to try to try to perceive yourself in the position of the compliment giver, you know, because I'm cer certain that you've given compliments that were received weird. That kind of happens all the time. Okay. But now I have to ask, why don't you do that? If it's what you advise for other people to do, why don't you do that? Because in the moment that a brain is triggered, rational thought escapes. <laughs> So you literally get triggered. It is a traumatic experience for you to be complimented. Uh, okay, uh, I don't know if that I will consider it a traumatic experience to get complimented, but like my brain doesn't work the way that it normally does. When someone compliments me in a specific way, I tend to kind of get like, oh no, do I have to like do something to fulfill this compliment? Because I certainly haven't done so so far. Look at all this dumb, horrible shit that I've done in the past. like. Um, oh, oh, oh no, did I lie to this person? Did I make them believe that I was this thing that they're complimenting? How could I, I possibly actually have, have that, done it? I have that on, on oh, the me side. Because <laughs> I, I, put, I put notes about my thoughts too. And that, that was one of them, like, that, that I deceived them. Mm. And that was the reason why. And I didn't put it on here, but I, because of my, I had a therapy appointment. And I've really been, like, trying to process a lot of that. One of the things when I think about getting her comment that I, I don't think I noticed consciously, but I think it happens every time is there's this part of my brain that's like, what do they want from me? What mm. is this? What is this leading up to? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about there because <clears throat> I'm very complimentary. <laughs> like a fucking hypocrite. I'm very complimentary when I go on Twitch. And um, when I give compliments... I give like 20% of the ones that I think of, the other 80% just disappear into the aether before I type them because it's so easy for someone getting a compliment from someone they don't know, just a, a fucking weird ass username on a screen <laughs> and be like, what is this person trying to get from me? Because there's certainly a lot of people out there that give compliments only when they want something from you. And so there's a lot of people that are kind of conditioned in a certain well, way to and... feel that way. When when we we're, we're not we're not scheduled to do it anytime soon, but whenever we talk about abuse, we have to talk about the fact that abusers charm people, and what the one one of the first the first phase is where they compliment you, and they put you up on a pedestal, they idealize you. Yeah, yeah, but <clears throat> but I'm not... and I have been I have been through so many different types of emotional abusers that I am now 
really like skeptical of anybody complimenting me because I've been trained that that it that precedes a period of time of demands and <clears throat> emotional torture. Right, which I guess really highlights that the same thing with your vulnerability how you react to comments is also based on who you're talking to. Yeah. <clears throat> your, yeah. your perception of the person that is giving you that compliment. It's got to be because there are certainly going to be people that use this very effective tool for nefarious purposes. Yeah, so. that's, a, that's a good point because I handle you good saying that, I, that, that we inspired her to, to do a thing way better than I handle Miss Peach. And that's not because one's better than the other. I just have had a lot more interaction with you good mm -hmm. than I have with Miss Peach. And therefore I like the the expectations are already kind of set there. There's a familiarity. Yeah. Where I know that this I know what what this inspiration that I've caused may lead to mm -hmm. and with miss peach i don't now that's not your fault if you're listening miss peach there's nothing that you have to do at all but in you know the in the spirit of being open and vulnerable like that is definitely a huge difference in dealing with compliments that i never really thought about before it absolutely is and it's something that i have thought about because while i'm giving these compliments to these streamers that i watch on twitch i i um i get to know them over time and I, I get the ability, I'm kind of, kind of, they kind of consent to me being able to say it uh, by not banning me from their channel, <laughs> um, to to let them know that, it, that, that when I give a compliment, it's not an expectation of anything in the future. It's not because I expect there to be more of any, any specific thing, whether it's attention for me or the content that they're currently producing or the game that they're playing or whatever. It's it's about what's already been done. You've all, from my perspective, you've already earned this compliment. Well, and that, go sorry, ahead. no, go ahead. And so, I can't speak for Miss Peach. I don't know Miss Peach, but <clears throat> it's certainly possible that you could never produce another another thing ever, and you will still have been able to inspire Miss Peach in a in a significant way in her life. And that actually leads me into my <laughs> whatever down first. <clears throat> in actually, like. Just accepting the compliment as being true and not assuming that it leads to me having to do something or be something or measure up to something, that feels arrogant to me. And I know it's not. I know logically it's not arrogant to just say thank you and accept the compliment and move on. But in my mind, I guess because of this new thing that I just found while we were talking, um, that I... I've been abused so many times with compliments leading to, you know, me having to do something or measure up to something in order for me to like be aware that that something's going to happen. I had to look at it like I can't just accept the compliment because I have to wait to see what I have, what, what, what's coming. And if I just accepted the compliment, that would be arrogant because that would mean that I was, I wasn't even accounting for there being something that I needed to do to earn the compliment after right. the fact. Like your hubris at just assuming that you just get this compliment right. for no reason. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really messed up when I say it out loud, but 
But it's important, I think, to say these things. I think that this is probably something that a lot of people go through, and nobody ever talks about this shit. Nobody ever says these things. Who wants to? Out loud. I do. I do, too. I know. But, you know. But that's why we're doing a podcast. Nobody right. wants to talk about these things, though, but us. Well, I mean, we might find that that's different. Maybe it's maybe it hasn't had a lot of opportunity in most people's lives to talk about it. Right. To know whether or not they even wanted to. I mean, for you and me, it was just that we both found somebody that was moderately interested in, in talking about stuff. We were both stuff. hemorrhaging emotionally. Sure. <laughs> That's I really mean... what it was. We couldn't not talk about it. <laughs> but I think it did have to do a little bit with, you know, who, who we were, that we were interested in those those moments between, those, those thoughts between, the things underneath our perception and our consciousness mm. that uh, feed into every aspect of our lives. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then I have like three points here that may all cause a further conversation. So I have one that's kind of two that's connected. The kids feel good when they get complimented. Like it's just natural for them to, they get complimented and they're like, yay. And they get this like moment of pride of like, I was acknowledged. And they said I did a good. And so then they're like really feeling good. But then like, where did that change? What trauma or circumstance took that away? I think I found mine already <laughs> talking. But I think that that's an important thing for us to listen, like to, to think about. If we're having problems accepting compliments, then we have to go back and try to remember a time when we were a kid being told, oh, you, you, that was awesome what you did on the monkey bars, or you ran really fast, good job. And you were able to just accept that as a compliment. When did that change? What happened? That doesn't mean that you have to necessarily do it right now, but. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. I'm thinking about it. Um, so, uh, I'm just kind of talking out of my ass here based on whatever my brain Put thinks of. Put your pants of. back on. Um, <laughs> and I think. A lot of times those early compliments come either from our parents or from people that are around while our parents are also around because our parents kind of are around a lot. Now this is this is speaking from a certain place of privilege, of course. Uh, my parents were moderately around a lot when I was a kid, um, but cer certainly there's other people out there that didn't really have a lot of parent perspective. But I think that a lot of times those early compliments come from people that we respect as elders and that, as caretakers in a way. And those elders and caretakers, while complimenting us, are expecting us to advance because um, raising a child, part of that is going through a progression system. Yeah, but do you think that we're actually aware of that in the moment? Of course not. Yeah, so I mean, that's not quite the same as me me feeling like no, no, no. What being I'm saying... complimented is expecting that I need to do more later. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is that I think that I think that it's systemic. What do you mean? I think that I think that the, the, the that children eventually losing that feeling of being complimented and just being like giddy and and joyous about being complimented in whatever regard. Mm -hmm. I think that 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 flees because of a systematic way because of a systematic issue within the way that we parent. It flees because parents or society expects us to system like systematically improve. 
basically the, the kids receiving that compliment feel great and then at some point in the future they didn't do that same thing and they weren't complimented or they were berated for not doing as well and so the compliment when it comes back has less power or feels different and so instead of a compliment just being a good thing just a, a way to go just a, a gold star it becomes more of uh this is this is um information for future expectations well see that just kids. sounds like a like it's more of a a mental deficiency that humanity has where we <clears throat> we're placing value on the absence and it's different if they're berated for it that one yeah, yeah. I, I understand but if it's just not there like does that lead to a different relationship with compliments than, uh -huh. than if somebody was berated? Maybe. Or do they seem to have similar, like an overlap to it? I don't know. I was berated. I wasn't really ever berated. Um, I did have the absence occasionally, and I did get compliments. I, I, you know, I did fairly well in school. I got decent grades. I was in the fucking gifted program and bullshit like that. And so I got compliments uh my parents were unhappy the first time i got a b of any sort that sounds like berated but they didn't really like they just had that whole like ah oh, we think you could have done this better. okay i'm using berated in a broad sense it's not just like you should have done better but also like that whole i'm disappointed or even the anxiety of like what happened why mm. didn't this happen because i expected it to a negative those are all yeah those are all just sort of wrapped up in in my concept of being berated yeah i have like three memories of what you're talking about being berated my first b in fifth grade my the one time that i like threw a little bit of a tantrum because i didn't get to go to my cousin's house and i got spanked and then the one time that all of me, me and my cousins were roughhousing in the back porch and I had the genius idea that instead of trying to use my admittedly way less physical power than my cousins to actually affect them, I would instead make myself small and get behind somebody and make it to where they tripped over me. And that was far more than my grandmother would allow. And she picked me up and spanked me. And I was like six, five, I don't know. Those are only three I remember. And uh, so I don't think that I really had a whole history of beratement in my past yeah but do but you have I a history hate, of the praises too i have some praises yeah they're, 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 every time i achieved what they what was expected by society standards my mom was pretty happy about it mm. um and i i got a little bit of lamenting i guess occasionally when i didn't but it didn't seem like it was very often but anyway still compliments really affect me in, in, a, in a in a pretty strong way i'm pretty sensitive to them uh, and maybe it's because I don't, I don't think I really believed my parents from a younger age. I think that I was pretty young when I stopped believing that my parents were actually excited for me as a separate entity accomplishing something and more that, you know, it was a reflection of them. That's weird. I have a lot of weird things. From no, I mean, I don't mean like weird, like you're weird, but like weird, weird. like that sounds like there was a situation that happened that you're not remembering, remembering or acknowledging that that made because like kids don't think their parents lie to them that's not a normal thing in fact as children we're like kind of dependent on them on believing everything that they say is true so like if you at, a, at an early age believed that they were lying to you it i know that you're saying it was like oh they're doing it for society but like they're 
at, at base, it's still a lie in I your have, head. I actually know what event. Oh. But I don't think that now's, I don't think this episode's the right one. <clears throat> totally fine. You don't have to share it at all. I'll, I'll remember, I've shared it with you multiple times. So I'm happy to share it again. Um, it's the wonderful thing about vulnerability is you get to choose when you're vulnerable. Yeah. That's true too. Absolutely. It's more about time right now. I'm not, I'm not really uncomfortable with the story. It's just that it would take a while to tell. And I'm also going to have to throw out several disclaimers because it sounds like one of those things that doesn't, it, from an outside perspective, from my perspective of an outside perspective, it sounds like it's unlikely to have happened. <laughs> okay. But anyway, sorry. I stole this. <clears throat> That's okay. I got the, the other two, um, which is like different types of compliments or different situations of complimenting, they feel different. So like I have appearance compliments versus compliments on like your skill or an action you did. Mm. Those all feel very different. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a huge difference between being complimented on something that is through your own blood, sweat, tears and effort and will and through something that you had no control over. Right. That's like, you know, people that are uh, quote unquote classically attractive where, you know, a majority of people walking around them are just going to be like, that person's hot. Those people, they're like, I didn't do anything to do to earn this. I just happened to have a, a symmetrical face. Yeah, the weird I mean? thing for me is that it's so much easier to accept a, a physical compliment because it's not something that I really had that much control over, but I, I can just accept it. Oh, interesting. You know, because, well, there's nothing, like, the only thing that would be expected of me from that, I know that. I know that journey. I know that path. Mm, and comfy. I'm already... No, it's not so much that it's comfy. It's, I'm sorry, familiar. I'm already... I'm already so, like, attuned to that possibility. By the time somebody's complimented me on, on my physical form, like, I've already prepared for how I'm going to either shut you down or what I'm going to do if you do this... Like, I've already made those things. So, like, I already know what's going to happen with whatever expectations could jump out of the woodwork for me mm -hmm. on that particular respect. Whereas, if it's a skill or an action that I did, that's way too much effort to have those kinds of reactions, responses already pre-planned. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of freeze, like, oh, my God, where could this possibly take me now that I've been complimented? Somebody saw me. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Somebody paid attention to what I did. What? <laughs> right. <clears throat> but then, like, those kinds of compliments can be, can be divided even further. Um, and, and we're going to set the appearance ones aside because that's a whole other, other ball game where those can happen. But, like, with skills and actions, if you're complimented at work versus by a friend or versus by an academic or your lover or like all these different roles have a different flavor to the compliment mm -hmm. and honestly every individual person that inhabits those roles also presents a different flavor as well so like with 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 everything it just becomes a case-by-case -case basis again yeah you know yeah. like with the compliment versus the comp the giver and receiver and you know I want to take a moment just a moment <clears throat> to think about the compliment giver as well, you know, because mm -hmm. we're talking about receiving compliments, right. but like giving compliments can be very difficult. It can be a very vulnerable thing to do as well. Like yeah. you have to, Oh my God. Do you remember that time that I told you about, uh, when I was in the hospital? I don't remember. 
who with, but I was in the hospital, not for myself. And there was this really beautiful, but kind of heavy set woman. Mm. And she just so happened to also be black. And I complimented her on her appearance. And she like looked at me like I had five heads and I felt like a dirty old man trying to, you know, mm-hmm. squeeze her tits or something. I was like, oh my God. I was so embarrassed and I was just complimenting because she had this radiance about her. She looked so beautiful and I just felt like I wanted to let her know. And and I, I, I don't know if it was because it was just like difficult for her to accept the compliment at all, much less from, you know, a middle-aged white girl. Mm. Or if it was that I was just being creepy at the time. Like, I have no idea. We can't really know, unfortunately, specifically from that interaction. And it could have been an an enormous number of things. I mean, that that lady could have thought in her head as soon as you said that, like, bitch, you don't know my life, and just walked away. Like, you know, like, you're at the hospital. She could be really having some hard times right now. So, like, you know, it could be anything. Um, Or she could just be mean. Like, that just happens, too. Uh, I mean, but, she said thank you and and well, went away. Nice. So it wasn't okay. Cool. It wasn't like she didn't try she to receive it. It just there was this very awkward, just kind of like almost fear, like fear confusion, fear mm. fusion, mm-hmm. in her eyes. And then she like walked. She she like went away as fast as possible without running. Right, and that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it because like, there's. <laughs> First and foremost, we do not need to defend the the freedoms and rights of white men. I'm just going to say <laughs> that first and fucking foremost. But, that's, that's where we're going. But I've certainly heard about a lot of people who have had the experience of, you know, just being a, a masculine person that they're afraid to give compliments now because everyone receives important. You can't compliment anybody no more without getting slapped. Which is, I mean, I get it. I'm afraid to give compliments now, too. I'm a little afraid at times, but I'm starting to try and get better at it. There was a time 10 years ago, six years ago, time years ago, that uh, like I had this idea that what I was going to do was when I saw people out in the world that I thought were attractive, I was going to yell the compliment towards them and then just immediately run away so that they knew... <laughs> instantaneously that I expected nothing from them and they would never see me again. Actually, I was just thinking that I think that's the problem. Like, I have a fear of complimenting people, but the more I think about it, the more that fear comes from me wanting something out of the interaction, where, like, I want my compliment to be received in a positive way. But if I stop trying to expect anything and, and just... I want to give the compliment, and if they don't receive it, that's okay. That doesn't mean anything about me. Right. And maybe I just touched on something that's painful for them. It doesn't really mean anything about them that I can discern. Right. It means something about them. It just doesn't mean something about them that I can say. Right. And if I could just compliment them without worrying about the interaction that happens afterwards, I probably wouldn't be so afraid to compliment people. Right. I just wanted to give a little bit of advice about that, too. Not that I have a place to sit in. But I have no place. Don't trust me about anything. I am not an expert in anything. I'm just giving you my thoughts. But um, Not trying to mansplain. No, definitely not. Uh, but, like, having no expectation for a compliment is, is, is very important. Absolutely. I threw off my thought. Like, I genuinely threw off my thought. Your disclaimers no do that. God damn it. That sucks. Um, uh... 
<laughs> read my Jimmy the Simp article. <laughs> um, no, but I'll put a, I'll put a link to that too. What I was gonna say, you don't have to do. Oh, you said it. You do it. It's you fine. said it. Uh, I'm, I'm putting it in there. <laughs> anyway, um, if you can boil down your compliment to its barest meaning, I think that you'll find that your compliment will be received the most honestly. And I, and I, I would say this to the misogynist asshole white dudes I find in bars too, because when they boil their compliment down to its barest necessity, what they're going to say is, "I would like I to like, fuck you." I like your tits. Or I like your tits. And honestly, you know, trying, I'm a verbose motherfucker. I like words, but like when you start flowerizing and like putting a lot of thought and attention into how the word, the wording of the compliment is going to be, sometimes the meaning is lost. And so if you boil your your compliment down, what you mean to say to this person, then at least hear it in your own head and see if it sounds offensive. And even if it does, maybe go for it. And if it's received poorly, then apologize. Apologize. You know, if someone's like, fuck you, and you're like, nice dress, and they're like, fuck you, say, or, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to make you feel that way. Or you could just accept the consequence, because actions have consequences. Some consequences are good, some are bad, some are neutral, and we all have them, and they're part of life. Right, absolutely. Well, don't just, I mean, you know, you can accept the consequences and also apologize. So not yes, but, that's but true. There, but but yeah. for some people, apologizing is too much. Either with social anxiety or their pride's too high, whatever. But if you can't get to the apology part, at least get to the part of just accepting that this was the consequence of what happened. Right. And that doesn't mean anything about you, and that doesn't mean anything about them. It just means that particular moment that was the consequence. If I had been able to find a better moment or a better way of saying my compliment to that nurse, it may have gone better. Mm -hmm. And I can't put it on her that I couldn't come up with a good way of, of not being awkward about my compliment. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to put it on me either because I'm not really sure that that was something wrong for me to do. Right. It's just the way it happened. Yeah, absolutely. And that's okay. And, and understand... <clears throat> That if you boil your com your compliment down to I want to fuck you, that's not a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to make sure you know that. That's an expectation. At least, an At expectation. Least. Yeah. So yeah. Um, before before we we wrap up because we're oh god we're late yeah we're we're getting pretty long on Sarah, this one. I'm so sorry it's a long one. I just I just want to kind of go over a little bit of why is it hard to accept compliments. I think we kind of touched on that through the thing, but we didn't really point blanket. The internet says it's because of social anxiety and or low self esteem. It's a moderately okay answer for that question. And I, I say, I believe it's because narcissistic people and abusers are threatened by people's confidence and so systematically break it down during the early formative parts of our life and cause the social anxiety and low self-esteem. Like vindictively, intentionally? I don't know that they're doing it because like, I think it's a reaction. I think it's a mindless reaction, like most abusive is. I mean, most abusers aren't actually formulating their abusive behaviors in their head and thinking, ha ha ha, this is gonna do, do so much damage. They just respond, they react to things. Right. And I think that, th that this is one of the ways in which narcissistic people and abusers 
react to confidence. They are threatened by it and so have a knee-jerk response to squash it or make somebody feel bad about it. Oh, you're being too arrogant about this or you're not really that good. I don't think... So the way that you're saying it, I may be misperceiving, but I'm perceiving you basically saying that like people that are inherently abusers or narcissistic um, do these sorts of things and it affects all of us. Yes. I'm going to say that my perception of it is that some of the abusive and narcissistic tendencies within people do this. Because I think that there's people that push that sort of thing yeah. that you're talking about, but aren't always shitty. Like, I, I mean, I mean those those words, narcissists and abusers, for the moment that they are being narcissistic or abusers. Okay. I allow the possibility that those people could heal and become better, well, non-narcissistic, non-abusive people. Some of those things just happen in the moment. Some of those yeah, things are mood-based. Some of the times I'm in a shit mood and something terrible happened and somebody came up and I shat all over them. And then they held that for a long time because they were seven when it happened. Right. You know? Yeah. Like... That, ha that certainly does happen, and that person maybe was only bad in that moment, but yeah, it's those sorts of tendencies that I think does fuck us up. I'll agree with that. Whew! Okay, I think we're probably done. How do you feel? Uh, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty good. I had one thing that I wanted to say about the next episode, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> Well, the next episode is going to be uh, about anger and conflict. It was a suggestion by Sierra and Lane. So, um, that helps you. No, no, no. It didn't help bring it back. Well, maybe you'll remember before next week. Maybe, but then I might forget before the actual thing happens. Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I'm the accidental monster. And I'm eternally mortal. Thank you again so much for listening. And I hope you all find smiles this day. And you can find us both on medium.com. And until next time, follow each other, follow the dopamine, and follow yourselves, always. <laughs>